Welcome to the Soulful Sound Podcast. This podcast is about celebrating the leaders, teachers, and coaches who guide fellow humans to connect, heal, and discover themselves so they can express their gifts into the world. I am Simone Niles, a coach, sound healer, vocalist, and author. Thank you for being here with me today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Soulful Sound Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Benny R. Ferguson, Jr., who is a channel and the founder of Consciousness Ascending, which supports conscious creators in uncovering the nature of source within and accelerating the experience of their desires. Yummy, yummy, yummy. (laughs) Welcome, Benny. Thank you. Thank you, Simone, for having me. This is awesome. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So I always like to start off by asking my guests about their story. How did you get into what you're doing and channeling and realizing your gifts? Tell us your story. Let's get to know you. Sure, sure. Well, I think I think. As you know, when I was little, my my parents, my family were are are deeply ingrained in, in religion, as a lot of people are. And, you know, it serves people. It serves people based on where they are. But even very young, and as I think back now, even like before I even started school, something didn't sit right with me. Mm. Some things make sense. And I've listened to other people's story and they kind of had that same type of, they had something inside of them where something didn't sit right or something didn't just add up to them as far as that type of idea that they were in or people around them were in. And it just didn't for me. And very young, very young. So, I remember in elementary school, uh, early elementary school, I have what's called sleep paralysis, where I would sleep when I slip on my stomach, I would feel like I couldn't move. And then I would have these like nightmares that I would wake up from and it would always be someone behind me and I'd try to run from them and get away from them. And I could never get fast enough. And, you know, looking back, it's like I never thought or had the idea to try to just turn around and ask them, hey, who is this? want type of thing. (laughs) (laughs) I realized I was kind of having out-of-body experiences then because that picked back up when I got to college. I would have like out-of-body when I would be sleeping. I would have out-of-body experience where I could see the room Mm -hmm. and I could see the roommate. And I got to the point where I was trying to force myself out of them. I was trying to call the people in the room to help me wake up. And after a while, it became a normal thing Mm -hmm. where I was for it. I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. And I would just kind of force myself out of it when I realized that it was happening. Fast forward. Um, I always tried to be an entrepreneur. Um, I, my, the men on my dad's side of the family were all, they were mechanics, plumbers, carpenters, that type thing. And I always had the idea in my mind. I wonder why they never tried to start a business for themselves. So High school, I always, from then, I always was trying to start a business, trying to be in business for myself. And this is all through college. And I got to the point where I was frustrated, really frustrated, because I always knew what to do when it came to business or whatever I was doing or or any type of sales thing with the promise of business at the end. I always knew what to do and how to do it, but I couldn't do the activity when it came to engaging with people. There was always some type of fear there. Mm. 2006, I was coming back from a neighboring city from a a sales meeting. And I just got so upset with myself, just not just frustrated. The people around me, they were being successful for us, you know, the idea of success. And I knew everything that they knew. And I knew that I had all the licenses and everything. But I couldn't get myself to do it to make the income that I needed. And Mm so one night during that period of time, and this is in 2006, I woke up. Right before I woke up, I had like a nightmare, terror. And right before I woke up, I told myself I was tired of being afraid. Mm. I woke up, I was in an anger rage and it felt like fire was over me and it was just like heat. And I stood up and I was standing on my side of the bed. And I was trying to deal with this. And it, like I said, it felt like fire was coming off of me. My wife came around from her side of the bed. She's asked me what was going on. And then for a brief second, I was outside of my body. I had an out-of-body experience while I was standing up awake. Mm. And I 
see my body. I can see my wife in front of my body trying to get me to calm down. And then I was back. And that's what really started me on this path, because then from there, it's like, okay, well, what what happened to me? What's going on? And nothing I had known to that point had described it or I've never heard anything like that. And from that point forward, though, Simone, I had a question that I asked. Mm. If if all of this that I thought was real is not really real, what control and power do I have in and over my life? You know, what's the truth? That's the question. And from then forward, everything that I've learned, everything that I've done is what I have put under that umbrella for myself. Do you feel called to use your voice and sound in a healing capacity? Learn how to use your voice therapeutically to facilitate healing and well-being. Whether you want to go deeper in your own healing journey or facilitate others in theirs, this training is for you. This online training runs over five weekends and offers theory, practice, resources, and support on your path to becoming a qualified sound healer and for your personal healing journey. For myself and for people that I knew I was going to eventually be able to help. And I knew that back then. Everything mm. under that question, and that's kind of where I am now. The channeling came in about 2012. I started writing first and I knew I was doing something different because I was writing words that I didn't know what they meant. I had to look them up. <laughs> but, but when I went back and read everything, it, it made sense. It made more sense than I could have yeah. written at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just kind of progressed from there. Um, writing to, I was watching Esther at the time who channels Abraham writing to and watching her. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to work on being able to speak, speak it. And, and it just kind of has progressed from then to the point where now, if you, you know, if you go to my YouTube channel, you see me driving in the car and, and recording channeling. So wow. right. uh, kind of progressed from that's kind of in a nutshell what yeah. happened. <laughs> Beautiful. Do you still use that question that what is the truth if it's not if it's not me, like what's happening behind the curtain, so to speak? Are you still using that in everything? OK, that's beautiful. That's, that's, that's still the guiding question. You know, there's so much information out there. There's yeah, so much. Information and it's. And don't get me wrong, the information about things that's happening in and around our planet, off our planet mm -hmm. is expanding. It is expanding. But. I guess my thing based on my life's journey is what is the what is the foundation that affects me and what I'm experiencing in my life right now? Yeah. That's kind of what I've held as most important for me because, you know, growing up, I didn't feel like I had power. Mm. I, felt, I felt like I was a victim a lot of the times and that progressed up through even, you know, my adulthood and even into the business activities, I didn't know what it was that was stopping me, even though I knew I had this person inside of me that I knew I could be and maybe should be. Yeah. But I had that inner conflict and, and not knowing what it was and then much less how to deal with it, how to work with it or how to transform it. So everything that I have learned has always been under that under that question since yes. 2000. Yes, that's beautiful. And before we go further into understanding more, I'd love you to just share more about Abraham, especially for those who don't know who is Abraham. Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. Abraham is a non-physical collective. Um, it's not a he or she uh, as you know, we human beings try to label and put a label on it. The name is only there because we need names. Yeah. There's no, there's no real. <laughs> <laughs> and the same with Esther. I think she said the name is only there because we need names. Yeah. If you listen to any of the channelings, the 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 sound and how they speak often sounds similar. But if you're listening real closely, you can tell that it's not always the same entity within the collective speak. Mm -hmm. I can feel the difference, and sometimes I can hear the difference. But yes. it's not. It's almost like if you have a, if you come to the house of a, the door of a house, 
and there's a family in there having a a celebration, and you open the door or or you knock on the door and and somebody opens the door and say it's the mom, and you talk to them for a little bit, and then you leave and you come back in 15 minutes, you knock on the door, and this time it's it's the the oldest son that opens the door and you talk to them. It's kind of like that. It's always it's potentially always somebody different right. that comes to the door, but it's the same family yes. and they all have the same information and they're all trying to share and support you. Yes, guys of that same information. They're all communicating the same thing to you, trying yeah. to help, but it may be somebody different every time yeah. that you speak. Yeah. And it's subtle, but you can tell sometimes. Yeah, that's a beautiful uh, analogy or, you know, it's just understanding who's home today. You know, yeah, here we go. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I and what I like is, I mean, and, and I do this. I, this is what I think channeling really is about is tuning into a frequency. And I like that you use the question to, to kind of open that door. You know, it, to me, it's you, you spoke about that question that you asked yourself about truth and, you know, what's going on behind the curtain. You didn't phrase it that way. That's kind of how I'm paraphrasing it. But by asking the question, you are tuning in to the answer and the answer, then the door then opens for it. So I often talk about this. Um, I was speaking to some friends of mine about guides and and just really communication, whatever, whether it's angels, guides, ancestors, whatever you want to call it, and realize that that conversation can be two-way we often think we just need to listen but it's like you know hey I'm I'm available please answer this question this is what I want to know that kind of communication is like yeah let's have a conversation so I love that the question is what kind of opened your journey and and I guess you into that frequency of channeling which is beautiful yes so I've spoken to a few people who channel you know different things different entities or beings and one of the things that I'm always curious about is your inner sensory landscape when you're channeling. So is it for you very clear audio voices? Are you sensing? Are you feeling in the body? Are you seeing visions? What's the information like coming through? What I have, what I have and how I normally describe it is that I can tell that it's coming from this direction. Mm-hmm. It's all- always come from this direction as a, like an angle. Now, when I first started channeling, I don't think it was Abraham. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it was Abraham. I think it was many different uh, entities and I could feel, I could feel their presence. I could feel it was almost like a, a vibration came down on me mm-hmm. and I could most in the center of my body. And sometimes it would be light. And sometimes it would be real heavy. I remember one presence, it was really, really a heavy, low vibration that almost took my breath away. Mm. And I'm about that. And they were and they said that because, you know, we think high, low, high is good, low vibration. And they were like, no, it was heavy, but that was just a difference in vibration. Heavy doesn't mean bad. Yeah. And so that was interesting. But. Yeah, with Abraham, it's just, it's kind of like a communication. It's like a communication they use, and I say transmission, but I can tell it's coming from this direction. It's not really imagery. It's just, it's just like a stream. It's not really, it's not really words or anything for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just like a stream, I guess. It's like a frequency, like a a radio line or a Mm -hmm. cell phone communication that, you know, is coming through. Yeah, but it's really all of the stuff. It's just I know it's there. Yes, and I, yes. I perceive it. Yes. I can perceive. It. And um, you know, I've come come in contact with people, and it's different for a lot of people, like you said. Yeah, uh, so yeah. It can be the feeling, and even when I work with people, the thing about imagery and feeling, it's about the information around it. We as human beings, some of us can see or more mm-hmm. visual inwardly some of us can feel more that's more pronounced for us but it's the information around that that I always ask people for no matter which no matter which one it is what's the information around yeah and it's information stream for me the communication 
Yeah, beautiful. And I'm curious about you, I suppose, in your personal life, how has your life changed since you started channeling, especially because you mentioned growing up in quite a traditional religious background? I'm sure that there would have been an interesting share about your journey now and how has that impacted you and even in your family and so on and so forth? Yeah, it's. I think the biggest part to share on me now is that the interesting thing, the the interesting and the most challenging shift is the level of responsibility. Mm. The responsibility starts out very, very scary. Mm. In use to be painful because it's me. Even, even in my home with my, with my children, my family, it's me. Yes. (laughs) It's me. And it's my thoughts. It's how I feel, which creates my perception, my interpretation of life, and that which is being reflected back to me. Mm. So in my children, my wife, the people I come in contact with now, the more I find myself to stay in a higher vibration and be aware of the dominant ideas and not just be aware of them, intend them so that I am establishing inside of myself ideas that align me with the experiences that I want to have. That's the power. That's when it becomes empowering for people when you actually get to the point where, okay, you're engaging yourself on the inside as to who do I need to be in order for the experience I want to create to materialize. Yeah. And so it goes from that scary and then that frustration of, I can't blame anybody else (laughs) 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 to, okay, let me, it's about intention. It's about how I feel. And we say this a lot talking to people that the reason most of us on this journey don't realize it is because of the consistency. If we are consistent, the more consistent we are with holding the high vibe, it's a little bit more than just being positive. Mm-hmm. The more consistent we can be at holding a higher vibration, that opens the door to thoughts born of that level of vibration, ideas born of that level of vibration, to the point where you'll say, I've never thought that before. Mm-hmm. about this particular thing. I've never thought that before. Oh, wow, that's interesting. I've never, you know, but it's because we have held we have held a higher vibration. We've been in a higher feeling state consistently enough for it to allow ideas from that level of frequency to come in. And when that happens, you're completely changed because now you know why you're doing it. Mm. Hey, feel good. That's what you got to do. It's not just that when that's when you see that happen, you know why. Yeah, that's beautiful. And and what are some of the things that you think people can do to to come into that higher level of vibration? Because I know today we have so many different modalities and tools and so many things we can do. So what are the things that come to mind for you to, to have that consistent practice of being in that higher vibration? And you know what, Simone, that is so interesting because, you know, we as humans have been taught to make things so complicated. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not. One of the things that you're passionate about, the music and sound, is very simple, but that does it. Mm. It's reminding yourself, reminding yourself to put yourself in a high place. And it doesn't matter really what it, it can be a favorite song. It can be a favorite place, a memory, music, any of those things, because what you're doing is you, as you, every time you remind yourself to be in a higher place and don't just do it because something's going wrong for a period of time, people too. I just set my phone. I set my phone and every hour when my alarm went off, I would check in with myself. How am I feeling? Where's where's my vibration? And then I would lift. I would use something to lift it. And then I would about my day. And that's my suggestion. Do that. And then just take a minute, not a long meditation session. Take a minute, get yourself in a higher place and then go about your day. Because when you're in a higher frequency, like I said, you're perceiving life differently. And then go about your day. 
But what you're doing, every time you remind yourself and put yourself in a higher space, a higher vibrational space, is you're overriding the old conditioning. You're reaching the body. You're you're retraining every cell, every part, every molecule, every atom, every particle. You're retraining it to a higher frequency. And as you start doing that, the new energy that you're playing in begins to disrupt old mental patterns because all of those old mental patterns are born of a level of vibration. So when you start playing in a higher one, you disrupt them. Yes. That's what you're doing. That's what we don't know. We don't know that we're retraining ourselves and overriding old patterns. Because when you know, if you, you know, if you understand processes and things and you, and once you know that, okay, now I know why I'm doing That's one of the biggest points. Now I know why I'm doing it. It's not just positive thinking. It's not just do this vibration thing. No, yeah. you're you're it's it's a process and you're doing something to your entire body and yeah. mind doing that, just reminding yourself. It really is that simple. Yeah. You can use every point to feel good, to feel better. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think it really is important to simplify. You're you're right that we all try to complicate and say, okay, I've got to do this, or if I haven't done it, I failed, or I didn't do it right, or all the things that sometimes we do with our patterns, as you've said. And I know from a sound healing, or just generally, it's really physics, but understanding the power of entrainment, which is what you're speaking to, that more powerful rhythm or frequency or vibration encourages and invites the other ones to join it. So that's where all of that conditioning changes the cells change, the the vibration and frequency changes. And I have similar practices to you, which is putting certain things in my phone, just bringing it up in the day. How often do we have our devices around now, right? Might as well use them for something positive, for something to come in and influence us in a positive way. And that checking in with self, I think is super important. So I really love those nuggets. Thank you. That's, that's beautiful, simple, and things that people can kind of run with straight away. So brilliant. brilliant. And that's one of the things with working at the foundation, you find out that you really have a lot of the pieces already. You know, most of us and the people I come in contact with my people, we've been in this game for years and Mm -hmm. we have lots of, information and we have lots of plates but they're not connected yeah right yes. really make for it for us to really transform and impact our life in the present moment mm-hmm. but when you stay and keep working at the foundation how you feel ideas in your mind your vibration the ideas in your mind if you stay there and you start looking at life through that lens and through the lens of not necessarily people but ideas playing out mm-hmm. it would be very simple how to affect it. Yes. But if you're out here looking at all of the things, it looks very complicated. But at the foundation of most things, it's very simple. Yes. And the things at the foundation, which you're aware of it, they affect everything. Mm-hmm. And it really makes it makes everything make sense. But yes. you have to be at the foundation, the floor of it. You have to find that place. And that's that question that I said, that is where that has taken me. Yes. Find the floor, build the foundation, love it. So tell us about your work now. What do you do? How do you serve people with all of this yumminess that's going on for you? Well, where I'm going, I'll tell you where where I am and where I'm going. Where I am now is that I offer one-on-one sessions where people can, ah, that's another thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm finding out also and, it, and I guess it's been true for me uh, over the, the years that I have been, over a decade now, that I have been doing this and working on myself and, and trying to filter all of this information and understanding is that it becomes less about how much information we have and more about how fast we can get our questions answered that are coming from in here. Based on where I am in life. Most of us have been on this journey for a long time and we have a lot of information and we're wondering why we're not affecting our whole life completely. I see stuff happening over here, over here where I really want it to happen. It's not happening yet or very, very slow. And I'm not sure why. And 
you're in the perfect place feeling that way. But the challenge is the questions that are bubbling up inside of you. We're not able to get them answered fast. Mm. The faster the questions answered, the faster you can move down the path of your life, putting all of the pieces of information together. And that's kind of the biggest thing, because when I have a one-on-one session or we have a, a online workshop, everybody comes with their own questions. And it's it's based on their life and where they are. And that's why we're stuck. It's because we are slow to get the questions answered. Mm-hmm. And maybe I think a big part of it is not is knowing not knowing that that's the problem because you know we're taught to go to school and keep piling on information. And you go to school for all of these years before you even start actively trying to use any of it, but we're taught to pile that on. And so when we get out of school and we start moving through life, we're still operating from that pile on the information versus I've got questions based on what I learned. If I get this question answered, now it makes sense. And now I can apply that right now and move forward until I have the next question. But if you don't questions answered then the information just keeps piling up and what happens we start we get to that place where we feel stuck and we feel overwhelmed and then we completely stopped our movement because we're like oh I don't understand and then I've got so much stuff and it's like a ball of yarn in my mind and and that's how I feel in my body and I can't move and that's where a lot of people are so a large part is just being available to get the questions answered for people. Mm. Now, working on is a training program to where we can be more available, uh, even more so on a weekly basis. And in the program, we have just the most simple things, those things at the foundation that are most important, that that you there and that most directly affect who we're being at the moment. And not just affect it, but accelerate the becoming you have an idea of what you want to experience in life or what you want to create whether it's in relationships or in your health or in your business how fast can you become that person that has already created it mm-hmm. yeah. if i have to be an excellent parent how fast can i become that person in the picture that's an excellent parent how does he th- how does he feel? What does he? What is his dominant ideas? How fast can I become that person? Because once you become the person, the experience has to materialize. Yeah. It has to. Mm-hmm. So the, the gap there is how fast can you become that person? And that's what we are going to try to directly affect for people. That's great. By having that information for them and also being available to get the questions answered yeah, on a week, bi-weekly basis. So that's kind of where we are. What we're- so really mining for answers, mining for the gold. And, and it's more about the being than the doing. The doing happens because of the being and the state of who you yes. are or who you are becoming and so on and so forth. Yes, it has to. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Okay. Are you open for us to uh, have a conversation with Abraham? Can we do yeah. some, have some questions answered there as well? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, they've kind of been in and out already. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> sure <laughs> enough. They're always here. Always present. You know, different people go into it different ways. And I guess my deal or how I have been set up or however it, it happened or, or whatever to this point now is that they're always around. Yeah. And I I don't have to go through a process or anything. They're just I can just I mean they're just here they're here now. Beautiful. I start talking sometimes like I'm not ready. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, you're ready now. <laughs> Amazing. All right, all right. So so yeah we're, we're Wonderful. Well, thank you. And welcome, Abraham, officially. Thank you for being here with Benny today, too. We really appreciate your presence. So the first question I really have is because I know that a lot of the work uh, that has come through has been about the law of attraction. And I think that that concept is quite well known now. 
I'm wondering if you think there is still something as a global community that we're missing or misunderstanding about that law. That is an excellent question. Wow. That is an excellent question. And we'll tell you why. The law of attraction is an idea that we conveyed and that has been conveyed by many over time in different ways, the same law, the same information, the same idea. <clears throat> it was conveyed in a way that made sense to humanity. Law of attraction. You're attracting things. You're bringing things to you. And that is true. But in accordance with your question and what may be a next level and what we try or community, if you look back in this interview and in this recording, you will see that there is a next level that has been subtly communicated by Benny. And that is that the idea of reflection is actually even more accurate than attraction. Attraction implies that there is a mechanism in place that is bringing something to you, where in truth, that which you are experiencing is being reflected of you. Does that make sense? The law of reflection, it absolutely makes sense. I love that. That which you are offering, mm. that which you are offering vibrationally, thoughtfully, those two ideas together, mesh together because they're inseparable, because that which you are being <laughs> separated. That which you are being first by first in your energy signature. Before you have an intention, before you have a restaurant you want to go to, before you want a car, before you want a house, before you want a major partner, how you feel, your frequency is being offered first. It is being reflected back to you in the smiles or in the frustration. Mm. On the roller coaster during their day of feeling because they're reacting to the things that happen outside of them versus being intentional in who they are choosing to be. And that is why their life experiences is are up and down. And it looks normal because that's what, that's what everybody's doing. But when you come into this information and you begin to play and practice with ideas of vibration, ideas of attraction, you begin to find out that that which you are expressing is key. Mm. And once you begin to become aware of that and look for it, to see it happening in your life, not to believe us, but to prove it to yourself, then you're forever empowered. And that, if all of humanity, and it's coming, but if all of humanity understood that, your war, your pain, your suffering would be over for the simple fact of self-preservation. Mm. If what I am expressing as an individual is being reflected back to me, then I would absolutely choose to be in the highest as often as I could. Yes? Mm. Yes. And if everyone is doing that, what does the world look like? Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I, I love that. And I, I want to speak a little bit to the responsibility piece. How can we begin or excel because some people have begun to take responsibility for the being that we are? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it still comes back to the the vibration. The responsibility is very narrow. There is no responsibility outside of you. Yes. Because those individuals, those forms, the, the energies that are returned to you, the particles, the shapes, the forms that are returned to you in your life experience. Think about it. The moment you have an experience, it's history. It has no creative power. The interaction at the store, the interaction at your home, the conversation with your spouse or partner. The moment it occurs, it's history. Mm. It has no creative power. So what's the origin of the happening? Okay, well, I met this person. This happened today. That happened yesterday. I really like this. I really didn't enjoy this. If you have all of these circles around, 
who's in the center of all of these experiences. Mm-hmm. That has it has to be the origin. And your spouse or partner is not the origin. Your child is not the origin. People at your job are not the origin because they are pieces in your experience, just as you are a piece in their experience. Yes. But in each experience, the moment it happened, good, bad, or indifferent, it became history. There's only one constant in all of the experiences. Mm. Yeah. And then, okay, those two, okay, well, what's at the foundation? What is it that is being reflected? The dominant ideas in your mind, which are the catalyst to the thought processes and what happens as far as emotion movement within the body and your energy signature, your vibration. Those two things are at the bottom of everything. Your vibration first, again, before you even have an intention, before you even know what you want, you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And that, again, that level of responsibility seems huge because you can't, as you have been conditioned, you can't blame. Yeah. Yes. But as you can play with this understanding, it becomes extremely empowering. Mm. And you can prove the truth of it to yourself. Again, don't believe us or anybody else out there. Yeah. Prove it to yourself. Because in the to yourself, that's where the power is. That's where your power is. <clears throat> Thank you. Yes. I mean, for me, I, I, do, I feel very blessed to have grown up in a I guess, a spiritual and metaphysical background where this was a lot of the teaching. And if there is one thing that I think my children know is when to take, well, how to take responsibility for what's theirs, but equally to know when it's not. And so this kind of leads me on to my next question, and that is around choice. So can you speak about our soul's choice to incarnate, to come in to have this this human experience? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that really cuts into a lot of the ideas also. And it's going to be challenging for many people. If this is the first time that you're hearing and understanding this, that each of you have chosen experience to come into. And, that you know, that Simone is very challenging for people. When you start talking about children and 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 the possibility of, of dis-ease or traumatic backgrounds. But you have a plan that you choose and set for yourself before you come into your physical body. And when you exit your physical body, you will evaluate that plan and the things that happened in your life. And then you will choose a next. That's one of the reasons we say that you can't get it wrong and you won't get it done. Because it's about the creation of experience. And if you really understand what was just said, that should remove a lot of weight Mm. from your being as you move about your life. The child that is only present in experience on your planet for two weeks, they chose that experience. Mm. It wasn't some grand terrible. They chose that experience. When millions leave your planet as a result of what you call a natural disaster, they use that exit point. They use that exit point because it was their time. If you can get past the thinking everything is wrong, wrong, bad, that will relieve a lot of pressure and weight from the individual. There's a lot more going on, as you mentioned before, behind the scenes. You, as an individual, set a plan for yourself for experience. Everyone, each of you have. And even in the most dire experiences that you have seen or witnessed or experienced, and even in the most mild of happenings, Each one offers you the opportunity to become, to become, to grow, to expand, to evolve. There are people that you can identify in your history who had terrible traumatic happenings in their life, 
that were able to grow beyond that experience and become magnificent impacts to the world. Now, that's not everyone's path. But the point is that if we talk about trauma, your life experience was never meant for you to have a bad happening or a trauma and to stay there for a lifetime. Experience is about growing through and beyond. But in the mind, individuals can get stuck in a position, stuck in an idea. Yes, it it wasn't a great experience, but it was 10 years ago. How can you grow beyond it? Who are you when you have grown beyond that experience that you can positively affect others as a result? Life was about moving through experiences, growing, expanding, evolving as a result of experiences, not staying in an experience for a lifetime. But even those who aren't able to escape experiences, no matter what it is, it's still an experience. And when they exit their physical body, they will evaluate it and they will choose a next. So each of you around individuals who have had experiences that they can't escape, it's not for you mm. to take responsibility of helping them, as you say. The only way you can impact another is through your energy and through who you are being. And to be on the same level of vibration as someone who has experienced pain in their life is not to be of support. The highest support is to be of a higher vibration and allow them the opportunity to tune up to you. Mm. To tune up to you. For in the tuning up, even by the most, the smallest fraction, they open themselves up to an idea that may allow them to move into action and get beyond that experience. Your higher vibration in and around their presence is what offers the opportunity for that, not you being on the same level of vibration as they are in the moment. Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And I, what what comes to mind in, in a follow up to that, because I love when you said um, you can't get it wrong and you can't get it done. Um, can you now uh, expand into what we as human beings, let's say, would call karma? So mm-hmm. how does that play out in maybe next incarnation, is it about the lessons that we didn't learn and we're coming back to relearn them? Talk to me about your your ideas around karma. How does that work? Now, the idea of karma is not a negative thing. That's often this being portrayed as a negative or wrong or bad, or you did something and it's coming back to get yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the case. You actually hit on it also as a lesson an idea to be explored, to be learned, possibly, if you will, that you chose to continue to explore. And we are coming in contact with individuals who have ideas of that nature. Benny had an idea of that nature that he just recently delved into deeper, even more deeper, because he's realized that he hasn't gotten free of it. And as he has gone deeper into this idea of control, he realized that in uh, another life occurring, not that has occurred, but in another life occurring now, that he experienced an idea of possession that was taken from him massively. And the idea of control, not wanting to lose it. He chose to continue to explore in another lifetime. It manifests in the loss of a loved one. And in this lifetime, it is manifest in the feeling of the loss of power or control, feeling helpless or victim of victimhood idea that he has in his release. Mm. To, to 
the truth because it is time for him to move beyond that idea. He explored it over a number of lifetimes, and now he has moved beyond it. And that is the case for many, and it's, but it's not the case for all. That is the idea of karma. It is you, you're choosing to continue to explore. But for those of you who are on this path and you're coming into the idea of vibration, well, that quickly begins to clear these things up and it moves you past any type of karma because any ideas that you are bringing forth, any ideas that you have present now, the minute that you begin to entertain a higher frequency with consistency, you begin to clean that stuff up. And anything that's unconscious that you're not aware of that's operating, a higher vibration brings those things to light at an accelerated rate. And you're able to transform those ideas and establish new ideas based on the person that you are beginning to choose to be. So the minute you fathom a new begin to approach a higher vibration, that begins to clean up any karma because you are expressing from a different energy position than you once were. Mm. Yes. Wonderful. <clears throat> yeah, that's that went completely in. Amazing. Thank you. Um, let's talk about freedom. And I know that it's a word. Um, so talking about how we can be create more freedom in our lives, let me contextualize it in the world that exists today. Mm -hmm. How can we create more freedom for ourselves? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Freedom has a feeling. All right. Freedom feels a certain way. It is an idea. It's, it's an idea. It is an idea that materializes itself based on the individual. Freedom feels a certain way. It feels light. It feels expansive. The possibilities are endless. Right? Freedom feels a certain way. And once you identify how that feels, and you remember, the foundation, you remember the floor of your being as an individual, and you identify how it feels to be free and what freedom means to you as an individual. It's all about the individual. Because mm -hmm. when, once you begin this practice and play, you begin to notice how groups of individuals are sharing ideas. Right. That's why they run together. And then you grow into your <clears throat> your many different groups that people assign themselves to their families. And then you go beyond beyond political ideas and beyond beyond people are in groups because they're sharing ideas. And freedom is merely an idea that is expressed energetically. And each individual has their own idea of what freedom means to them. But the feeling of freedom is pretty much universal. So the play is to remind yourself consistently how that feels, how it feels to be free so that you are more often expressing the feeling and whatever ideas or imagery that you have that's associated with that for you. But the feeling of freedom. When you begin to play with that, you will find that it's vastly different from the feeling that you have when you're normally just walking around about your day. You're not expressing the feeling of freedom because you think about all the things you have to do and I need to do this, I have to do that. Where's the money coming from? What's my spouse or partner doing? My children are feeling bad. They had a bad experience or they're sick. And all of these things are causing you if you're not careful, you're reacting and all of these things are causing you to feel in a way that these experiences cause people to feel. And it's vastly different than the feeling of freedom. Mm. So you have to try to begin to train yourself to feel that feeling consistently, no matter what is coming in to you through your outer expressed physical senses. And if you can become to be, begin to be consistent in expressing the feeling 
of freedom, the more that which is aligned with freedom will begin to materialize around you. And again, take some time and prove it to yourself. Yes, I love that. I particularly love love your use of the word or the energy of the word play and exploration, because I think, you know, coming back to you can't get it wrong. It's this is to me what it's about, that exploration and that play and play implies a level of curiosity. And I would even say joy. And how can we play more in our lives? And you also spoke about responsibility, that ability to respond instead of reacting, which is a very different, a very yeah. different way of being. So I, I really love the nuggets that you that you're dropping there for us. Yes. Um, I do have another question, and this is around purpose or calling, because we spoke about choosing to come into this experience. Um, what are your thoughts about coming with a particular purpose or calling? This is what you're here to do, so to speak. And if that is something that is true, how can we discover or remember our purpose or calling? Again, each one has a plan that they set for themselves before they come into their physical body. And, but it's not set in stone. Mm -hmm. right? You can choose differently. You can choose to go a different route. Individuals get stuck in ideas, as we mentioned previously. The awareness of that plan shows up in the form of your inspirations. Mm. That which are inspired to be, do, and have in your life, as you can feel it pressing on you from the inside out, each one of you knows what that feels like. If you're an adult, if you're a mature human being, you know what that feels like. Yeah. Push that urge. And it it's not always is it's not limited human thinking. It's not limited to some big grand gesture. It's constantly happening. You're constantly communicated. It's, it's an idea, it's your inner being communicated. It's also your inner being communicated based on the plan. But that urge, that feeling, you begin, you can begin to play with that. And the truth of it, even when you're urged to go to the store, a particular store, and you don't know why, you're urged to call a friend, and you don't know why you're urged, but you know, I'm supposed to call such and such, or I'm supposed to go over here. And then when you get there, you have that conversation, that which is necessary for you to know, or that which you have decided you needed is at that location or comes out in the conversation. Those type things are the result of that urge and that push. Now, your inspirations are directly in alignment with the plan and directly in alignment with that which you call purpose. Mm -hmm. And you can find your purpose. It's not some hidden thing. It's not some mystical, foggy thing. Your purpose is in those things that you find exciting. It's in there. If you look back, any of you, if you look back in your life's history, in your life's journey, and you begin to know all of the things that you have done, places that you have been, that were exciting, that really caused you to light up, those ideas that you came across in school that caused you to light up, a lot of them didn't, but some of them did. Those ideas that caused you to light up, if you begin to look and then to note those down and then look at the similarities, there's going to be a pattern as to that which excited you along your life's journey. And now the question is, what do you do with it? Well, what can you do with it? Because what you're going to find is that you have been a certain type of person along your life's journey in these areas that cause you to light up mm -hmm. and there's a way for you to express that in your life but the challenge is Simone that most people don't apply a level of value a high enough level of value to themselves and the things that they find exciting to truly place the priority on its expression. 
we have had conversations with individuals who have asked us about their purpose, that have been engaged in activities in their life for 20, 30 years, that is obviously their passion. But they don't apply the level of value to it that they should. And you know why? Because you have been taught that things have to be complicated and hard to be valuable, which inversely means that anything that comes easy to you, that excites you, must not be valuable. And that is not true. That is not true. The loves to cook and it comes easy to them and people are always complimenting them on their cooking. They don't see the value. They don't see how it could possibly be the fuel to their life. But they'll look at their TV screen and they'll see individuals who play at skateboarding, who play at surfing, who play at playing the guitar or who play at singing. And it has taken them around the world. It has afforded them incredible wealth and abundance. You can see that. They have followed their passion. And maybe they didn't follow it. They probably got drove by it. But their passion is what has done these things. Them being in that space. And each human being has that space. But most don't see the value in it. And it's their conditioning. They don't see the value in it. And they definitely don't see how it could be the means to their existence. Yeah. Can you see that? I can. I love the the value piece in particular um, because I think for me, I've I've always felt for myself and in, in the work that I do, the threads. And this feels like the threads that kind of link all of these little nuggets that have been dropped throughout life's experiences. Um, <laughs> I also relate to following. For me, the word is joy. I follow the joy. So there's that. But that value piece is super important. And I think it is one that we often miss that recognizing the small things, how sacred they are. And as you said, the prioritizing of them, do what lights you up, do what brings you joy um, and be in gratitude. I love you don't, Most don't realize the ripple effect, even the, the, the individual that we mentioned that was a chef and we have come in contact with individuals also who do a myriad of things. You don't understand that when you're in your passion, and you come in contact with another individual, whether it's just a random interaction or they're a client or they're enjoying your cooking. Mm. The ripple effect that from you expressing your passion and another person experiencing that when they go home there because of the interaction with you or with you expressing your passion, they're a better husband, a better wife because of the energy they're in. They have success in their business the next day that touches millions around the world because of the energy that they're in now as a result of experiencing you in your passion. You will never know the ripple effect that you can impact on the world by you being in your passion, in your purpose, expressing your joy in whatever it is, whether it's you're in robotics or you're cooking or you're playing the guitar, whatever it is. And we're not even talking to yet, talking about yet the fact that your passion, no matter what it is, once you realize it, can be the fuel to your life. Because the feeling place that it puts you in, guess what? Wealth and abundance is there yeah. in that Health and well-being is there in that feeling. And then you don't need a practice to feel good because in your passion, the energy is fast. You know what your passion feels like. If you know what it feels like to be excited about something, the energy is fast. It's a high-level frequency. And consistently when you're living from that space. Beautiful. And it all comes back to that 
being in that higher vibration that Benny was speaking about at the, at the beginning. Abraham, thank you so much. My final question really is, is there anything else that you feel called to share that I may not have directly asked? Is there anything that you feel would be good to wrap up this session before we hand it back over to Benny? Hmm. Well, honestly, this has been an excellent conversation with the most powerful and beautiful of questions that which we are sharing consistently would be the only thing that we would refer back to. And that is if you operate at your core, your vibration, and begin to unravel and understand the dominant ideas existing within you that are driving you. Begin to play and practice with those two things all that you know to this point will begin to make sense. If we were to offer anything, it would be to be aware of that and begin to play with it. Begin to look for it within yourself and notice how often you are in alignment with that which you desire or you're in alignment with that which you do not desire and begin to make the choice. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share. Thank you so much for the interaction. We have enjoyed it immensely. For unbeknownst to many, we benefit from these conversations just as much as you believe yourself to benefit. And for that, we thank you. Thank you, too. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Benny. Awesome. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Excellent, excellent questions. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed that so much. It's, it's wonderful to feel um, actually the, the shift in energy too when you are in that. I mean, you as you said, Abraham's always around you, but going into that space, I could feel a shift in vibration as well, which is quite beautiful to, to witness. Um, thank you so much for being on this podcast and sharing this amazing work. I really genuinely celebrate all that you are and all that you are doing to help others to really connect with that source within and accelerate and accelerate their it's the experience of their desires which was poignant um throughout this entire entire conversation well i really appreciate the opportunity and to be on your platform that you're creating this is is really awesome it's powerful and and individuals are I know are really going to benefit from this information and the experience that you create with the, the individuals that you interview, all the ones that I've listened to, they've been powerful. They've been beautiful. There's a magnificent energy and feel around the conversations. And, and that alone is a huge benefit to people when they come in contact with it. Yes. Thank you so much. And of course, I will be putting all of your links and details with this episode. And I like to end all of my episodes with one final question, Benny, and that is, what is your soulful sound to the world? A self prayer or desire that you wish upon the world? Well, I wish upon that's That's almost easy for me, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's easy for me because twice in my life I have experienced, it's almost like a carrot hanging in front of me, but it's not a, a painful one. It's, a, it's an exciting one. I've experienced twice in my life what it feels like for the weight and all of the shoulds to have lifted off of me. One time it was I was doing a meditation where I, you kind of, I was going down steps to try to go deeper. and it felt like all of the fear whisked off of me, like a mist came off of me, and it scared me. And so, and it, and it scared me. I immediately came back, and I was like, "Okay, what happened?" The next time, I was—I used to set up a table, put blankets on it to give my wife a massage, and I was using my energy to find the places to massage on her legs and everything. And while I was standing up, early afternoon, it happened again. And it lingered for about 20 minutes. So for 20 minutes, I felt free, weightless, and powerful at the same time. And I know what it feels like to be completely free of fear, 
of worry, of doubt. And that is my wish for people. That is where we're all going as we unravel these untruths that we have been conditioned to and to experience that and to live life from that space, not to know it when we exit our physical body, but to walk around in that right now is possible. It's possible. That's what I wish for people. Mm, And so it is. Thank you so much, Benny. Thanks for your time. And I'm definitely looking forward to a future conversation that I'm sure is, is, is waiting to happen. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share it with your friends and remember to subscribe. From my heart to yours, sending you love, healing, and sound wherever you are.